following podcast is recorded and produced by Emerge, a media creators co-op, in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. Episode 2 of the 716th Attack Legion podcast. We are back. <clears throat> Episode 2, Not Your Father's Star Wars. I am joined today with Jack. Off camera is Jordan and Christian, as always. We have two special guests with us today. Why don't you introduce yourself, gentlemen? I'm uh, Paul. I'm Jack's dad. That's it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Long uh, time listener, first time caller. <laughs> uh, I'm Rich Morano. I'm Christian's dad. Uh, I'm also the owner and operator of the studio that we're using. So, so dads, yeah. we've invited you here today to discuss <clears throat> your experience with Star Wars, uh, specifically uh, what what your viewpoints are and uh, how you felt when these movies came out. Obviously, you guys got to experience firsthand what it was like when uh, when Star Wars came to life. Uh, we unfortunately weren't around, or even a thought in your minds at that point. But uh, we want to hear from you guys about um, uh, your take on Star Wars from when it came out to how things are today and what uh, what you think. So um, <clears throat> we could go ahead and get right started start in with first question for the dads. Uh, how, how did you feel? When Star Wars came out, what was your thoughts? Did you think it was going to be something? What What were you planning, expecting? Um, yeah, I, I was excited, you know, watching, you know, seeing the trailers. And and they didn't reveal as much back then as they do today. So it was, you know, but it looked, you know, great. And I don't know, what did you, what was your, just before you saw it, what did you think of it? Um, I don't remember that. I just remember that, because I was 10, and I remember that my dad just said, we're going to go see this new movie that came out. So I don't even feel like, um, I think my dad knew it was a thing before I knew it was a thing. Oh, okay. So I think he just took me to see it, because he knew that I would like it, because it was everybody was talking about it. I just don't remember, oh my God, there was a commercial for a Star Wars movie, and I should go see it. Um, I do know I went with my brothers. I knew we all went. I do remember that, that right. we all went to the first time to the, I'm assuming it was the one at the Summer Park Mall. But We saw it at a, a drive-in. Okay. Yeah. I definitely saw it there. I remember walking down the red oh, hall. the red hallway, yeah. you know, that looks like we were going into the Emperor's because of the red carpet. <laughs> I, would, and everything. I would pay so much money to see Star Wars at a drive-in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just, I remember that. So I think then walking, I remember my impression at the end of it, like, oh my God, that was great. And I mean, I was already a huge Star Trek fan, so I never. But I've never in my life have I ever like like combated the two. They're just no. two different things. It's like I can right. watch basketball and football, but right. like I, they both are good. But I, it wasn't like oh my god, that's so much. I just liked it. And then the next day, we were stealing the. 
plastic tubes out of my father's uh, golf bag. Because back in the golf, this, this is what the I remember the stupid nostalgia thing. They have nothing to do about the movie. I remember that my father's golf bag. When you put the club in, there was a plastic tube that held the club in place. The golf bags aren't like that anymore. Yeah. But we realized that and pulled them all out and duct taped flashlights to them. And ran around and did, you know, Star Wars all over and, and turned all the lights off in the garage and broke them all. And right. my father <laughs> killed us. Well, you, you know, know, and <clears throat> so to talk about the Star Wars, Star Trek thing, you know, yeah. that's kind of how I've always felt about it, too, is like they're so they're so drastically different. Like, yeah, they're OK. They're both space like dramas. sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi stuff. And they take place in space. But the plots and the characters are they're so different. You talk Star Trek is more about. Like it is kind of military, but it's more about the science behind things. It's and very and... quote unquote grounded in reality. Like it's it's about like Earthlings yeah. in the future, whereas Star Wars, right. ironically, takes place in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's and they're two totally different takes on space and aliens and and all sorts of stuff like that. It's well, so just the general funny. atmosphere that that in the M that in in the Star Wars universe, you know, basically we're dealing with like big government essentially, <laughs> empires mm-hmm. and corruption. Where Star Trek always tried to focus on that Earth would actually be uh, like the humanity would evolve and be a better than they are now. Like so that that's a big thing. Right. And there were li- and 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 Star Trek was all about the moral play. Star Trek was more about storytelling sci-fi traditional sci-fi but storytelling where i mean christian and i have talked about this all the time anyway star wars is more fantasy mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's almost yeah. more fantasy because of the force and because of the you know all those weird kinds of other things no go ahead you can yell it out <laughs> the movies focus on uh at least the mainline series focus on a more fantasy story among like almost like especially the original series which yeah. is like a hero's tale uh, Luke Skywalker, like good versus evil. Prequels get a little bit more like in the weeds with like politics and stuff, but right. it's more of like a fantasy story with a sci-fi aesthetic. Right. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that sort of takes. That's what I meant by like, say, you know, taking Star Trek, it's grounded in like reality. It's about humans, and then you take Star Wars, and you're throwing it in a in a whole sort of this magical. You know, it's there's a force, and there's all uh, you're taking fantasy and mixing it with something. Hey, hey, buddy! Hi, buddy! There he is! There he is! Here he goes! Um, yeah, but Star Trek definitely piqued my interest in sci-fi. Yeah, but I felt even just visually, Star Trek seemed very polished, um, very clean. You know, the uniforms are always clean. They're you know, the ship is immaculate. You know, you get to Star Wars, it's gritty, you know, the robot's got a different, you know, a different leg, you know, like, yeah, just, yeah, it yeah. was so much different. It would, Star Wars seemed so much realistic to me, even though it was. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I can, you could only, I can only imagine what it's like to see a lightsaber for the first time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, what, what, what did that feel like? You know, when you, when, because you, you go in. And like the opening scene is this crazy space battle, and then Darth Vader walks out. What, what, like, how do you react to that? Because I don't even remember seeing Star Wars for the first time. You know what I mean? Um, there was so much going on. It, it, it just an assault of your senses because you've got constant, That's a you good know, description. Yeah, like constant <laughs> laser, you know, or uh, blaster uh, fights going on, explosions, a little bit of humor mixed in there, but. Um, yeah, you were just captivated. I was captivated because before Star Wars, you know, we I liked Star Trek, but I also loved, you know, westerns, 
war yeah. movies, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And George Lucas took all of that. You have characters that look like a cowboy. Han Solo looks like a gunslinger. You've got people that look like, like, Lucas definitely modeled, I think, a lot of the empire on Nazi Germany. You know, the yeah. uniforms and everything. So they really hone in on that in yeah. Force Awakens. And then, um, uh, so you had all these things as a boy. You had all these genres that you loved. You know, westerns, yeah. war movies, superhero type of movies with powers. And he combined them all into one right. thing. That's what blew my mind away because you're like, oh, wow, he looks like, you know, this. And, you know, that looks like something that I saw from a war movie where, like, the scene, like the Millennium Falcon, the cockpit is based on a B-29 bomber cockpit. Yeah. And, you, and you're like, oh, yeah, that looks just like that. Like, So yeah. he pulled all the things that, you know, George Lucas said he created Star Wars for 12-year-old boys. That's what he you know, right. and then we've taken it well past that. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, yeah. adult versions of twelve-year-old boys. Right, but <laughs> you can but take the twelve-year-old all... boy. You can take the boy out of the twelve-year-old, but you can't take the twelve-year-old right. out of the boy. Exactly. Don't worry, like we're all still twelve-year-old yeah, boys all, on the inside. Know. And and that's a lot about a franchise if it's willing to if it like if it sticks with you like beyond like when you've kind of like age up. And if it stays in your heart a little bit, oh yeah, even, right. It kind of keeps a little bit of child wonder within you, even when you do yeah. get like older, when you're supposed to outgrow it or whatever. And it's it's crazy that it, it kicked off because you know the, you you watch the as much as you can you know being a diehard Star Wars fan you watch as much as you can about the original movie and and so like the documentary Empire Dreams and all that is like one of the greatest documentaries about about filmmaking mm-hmm. and so it's 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 hilarious how often <clears throat> movies like Star Wars are expected to flop and they're absolutely going to fail no one's going to watch it. They bought it for a certain amount of money because one guy believed in it. And then everybody was like, all right, I guess I'll go see this movie called Star Wars. It's going to be a ripoff of Star Trek. And then it came out and everybody was like, holy shit, this is like the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's awesome because <clears throat> hearing that, you know, you, you hear it from George Lucas himself. He's like, I wrote this movie in college. I, I you know, I wanted to make something fun and I had no idea that it was going to take off. And then that takes off. And now it's a multi-million dollar you know, franchise, which le- this this is sort of my mediocre segue into the second question, which is that they expected the movie to fail and it didn't. So then they said, holy shit, we got to make a second one, which then leads us into Empire Strikes Back came out and the whole world was like, uh, arguably, it's the greatest sequel in cinematic history. It is. So 100%. that movie came out. At what, Have you know, not seen Lord of the Rings. So Empire still you, trumps any movie Jordan, ever. You are the host of this podcast. You're gonna get you're gonna get kicked off of your own podcast. You're gonna get kicked off your own show here, brother. Well, you know, before Did you get you know let me before Vigo Mortensen kicked a helmet. Yeah. Well, before you get to, to Empire, you know what I want to chime in is I also watched the the. In the making of the Magic Industrial Light Magic miniseries that they yes, did on Disney. Yes, which was an amazing and series what, to what, recommend. When you listen to it, one of the things that I always recognized about um, Lucas was that over it, now, now like in the last 20 years as I've read more and seen more, is that he wanted to change filmmaking. Yes. And Star Wars, after when he started to work on Star Wars, he realized this would be the vehicle to change the way movies were made. And not just like from a sci-fi standpoint, but just like in general, the way to incorporate technology. 
And he had so many things that nowadays we all take for granted that way movies are made. People don't realize the, I don't think the average person really understands the importance of George Lucas in filmmaking. Forget about Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark and all that. Just the way he changed the way movies are produced. Right. The way you've, like the, all of the stuff that happened that Star Wars needed to create. Um, and even just, even just like, you know what? There's this guy that did the score for Jaws. And, you know, maybe we'll use him because his music's pretty damn cool. And so all yeah. of a sudden, John Williams, is there anybody more important than in film than John Williams? I mean, like, let's be honest, like name every score from 1976 through what is like you can hum it and John Williams wrote it. I mean, he transformed right. the way we identify audio, you know, audio way we you know react to it based on these these songs these music these things we sing in our head so i remember the crawl and lucas talks about like oh this movie would have been a flop if it wasn't for john williams the music is is is, all his his movies with his score yeah would not be the movies they are without his yeah well yeah i mean uh, i mean you're you're talking you're you're talking jaws star wars harry potter like all yeah. of Close that. Encounters, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Exactly. I mean, and they all are so iconic. Yeah. But the good thing too is like, you listen to a John Williams piece, and you listen to Indiana Jones. Imagine you listen to Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, and Star Wars. They're all John Williams music, but they are all they only fit. Yeah. That movie, and the fact that he was able to say, and George Lucas comes to him and says, "I want to make a space opera." This is the music I want. And that's it. Like, he's just, I got it. You know, that's and we talked. Insane. I talked about, mentioned the Holst. You know, like a lot of it's based on Holst, the planets. That was one of his influences. Um, and there's a whole YouTube documentary about that. And he was smart. Like he said, well, this is, he said, the, the one, the one uh, thing is Mars. And if you listen to Holst Mars on the planets, it sounds like dun, 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 dun. But then there's other things that were like, oh, this should be fun for little creatures walking around. Yeah. And you right. can listen to it and you can hear stuff that would be in E.T. and that would be in close and like, and then there's stuff that sounds like it's in Raiders. So it's not that he ripped it off, but he, he knew how to find influential music and things and themes that you hear. But he also recognized, and this is why I think he's different from all the other composers, is think about all the other themes, even within Star Wars, the Luke and Leia theme, right. the Duel of the Fates, like the the, um, the Imperial March. Like, everybody's got their own damn theme, for God's sake, and they're right. all really amazing. Right. Like, he's got more amazing themes on just the first two scores that he does for Star Wars than probably every other composer combined. Right, right. It's... And... <clears throat> the the other element of, of this that I wanted to bring back was they t- uh, you watch the um, Force Awakens documentary and J.J. Abrams really talks about like when, when he saw Star Wars for the first time and what they wanted to do with that movie is bring it back to what they did originally which was that everything was real elements yeah. so all the CGI was not CGI it was practical, practical models and yeah. the, the ships were models that were like this big and they yeah. filmed it on a blue screen and it was all real, and I think that's the one thing about the original movies that I love is, and and you can tell that there's a generational shift when you watch the prequels. Yes, because you can tell everything is fake in the prequels. Not not to be that guy, but there's a couple a couple set elements in the prequels that's I mean, real. More surprise. I mean, 
that you're more of it for the prequels is practical than you think. Most ships in the prequels are still models, like in the way you just said. The vast majority, even like the something like the Geonosian, uh, Geon- uh, Geonosis uh, arena. Yeah, the arena is a mini model. Like a lot of like much of it is still models. Even but, like, I think Naboo might be a model if I remember correctly. But either way, there's like Naboo, like the waterfall in Naboo. That like you see this like nice weird like mist almost. It's coming off. The, I remember the, I was watching a uh, documentary that they revealed that they literally just poured salt. Like, and they filmed that, and they would, like, right. put that right in. They had these beautiful, like, Nabu waterfalls. But I assume, yeah, oh, the I'm, overall I'm aesthetic, talking, like, I'm talking yes, the, definitely. the effects, mm-hmm. like, ships flying and, and the creatures and all yeah. that stuff. Like, in the originals, the... Oh, hold on. Let's take this back for two seconds. Sorry, Jordan. The stylistic ship, yeah. The, the creatures in the originals were costumes. They were all costumes. Yeah. It was all makeup. It was all there. It was real. You could interact with it. And then you get to Jar Jar, and you're like... He's a hundred percent fake. Where today, oh my god, <laughs> not that <laughs> we love Jar Jar. We love Jar Jar. Don't get me wrong. Jar Jar's great, but he's the I'm, center key to everything. I'm talking. I'm talking the effects here, guys. <laughs> Whoa, don't yeah, crucify well, me. Hey, he's one thing that though, the, 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 you know everything. Like, he's but you like, can tell. And so one thing that me and my dad have talked about on uh, on a pretty regular basis is like. You could do CGI in the movies, and, like, it could be good, but, like, for whatever reason, when you're watching the original movies, and, like, you watch the new additions with all the new CGI characters in it, like, the film that they filmed it on was not, like, a pristine film. And so then you get, like, these pristine creatures walking in a frame, right. and you can obviously it tell. It lost that grittiness. You get that, you get that yeah. one, that one, uh, uh, the, my, my least favorite shot in the entire revamped version of episode four is when they pull up and the stormtroopers stop them and you have that re- it's it's a it's, it's a too much it's a beautiful yeah. shot of them coming up and the stormtroopers walk up to them it's the unit and they, yeah, the they added a freaking lizard they have this weird lizard yeah, thing that yeah. just blocks the entire shot and then it leaves and you're like it wasn't and, and don't get me wrong i yeah. love it i mean the movie's still amazing but it's and and i get what they're trying to do but it's so it looks like somebody took a PNG of a dinosaur, put it on the thing, right. and bounced it across the screen. Yeah. I want to say one, one. I want to say two things about that that are the same thing. I Jar Jar is the most is an obnoxious character, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the concept of an incredible, an inc- entirely CGI character. And the influence of that on upcoming films is important. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So it, it I will I will acknowledge that that's again yeah. part of Lucas's vision of how to change filmmaking. But here's the problem that where it really fell apart for me. We liked Puppet Yoda. We loved it. We believed that's what Yoda in our heads looked like. And then all of a sudden we got CGI Yoda, and it just didn't feel right. Like this, I mean, it sounded right. And I will say one of my favorite shots in all of Star Wars, in all of sci-fi, and all of film. Is Yoda dying in Episode Six? Yeah, I I get emotional to this day. There's a Skywalker, and he dies, right. and the look on Mark Hamill's face is he kind of has the sadness. Now he's lost another mentor, and then that fading away shot, which is just crappy. Trans, like that's a simple thing with a it's balloon. A cro- it's a literally dissolve. a cross it's a bal- dissolve, <laughs> and it's a balloon holding up the blanket that they let the air of, so the blanket would rest. Right. And I cry emotionally when, Lu- when I know he's becoming a force ghost, but like I, I'm, st- <laughs> but that's a puppet, and that's just tremendous acting by a voice actor and puppeteers. And there's nothing in the CGI version of Yoda 
that reaches that level. Now, granted, it was very early in that CGI, but I think for me, that's part of the disconnect. And I love the prequels. I, I never was a, a hater of the prequels. I love the prequels. But that, to me, was where they too much relied. And I understood why, because that's what he wanted to do. And it's his movie. He can do whatever he wants. But I, I just felt like there were there, we should they should have found some mix between the two. Right. I mean, the Phantom Menace Yoda looked like like a sleep paralysis team. Well, the, the and, <laughs> and well, like the puppet one, and we'll we'll, like, we'll, we'll continue. It doesn't on. look like Yoda. Yeah. We'll continue on with the prequels here in a minute. But I will say that in '99, I mean, it, when they when they when the Phantom Menace like came out, it was a puppet. It was. It was a puppet. And then they went back in 2004, and George Lucas was like, I want to add all these effects. Yeah. And so then they went back and did it again. But we'll get yeah. to the prequels here yep. uh, in a minute. Yeah, we so, were talking. We were going to talk about Empire. Yeah, let's yes. talk about Empire Strikes Back. So you see, so here we are. You've seen the first Star Wars. It's been two and a half years. And the trailer comes out for episode five, which at the time wasn't episode five; it was Star Wars two. So what? 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 What was? What, what did you expect? Did it? You know, was it? Oh my god, I'm so excited! Or was it? You know, okay, they're doing another one. Let's go see it. And Can see I add a, a sub question to that one? Yeah. What was your reaction when when you when the scroll first came up and it said episode five, not episode two? Did it say that originally? I'm pretty sure it did. No, it didn't. Not it just says Empire later. Strikes Back in the original cut. Yeah, oh. I think the, I think the first I think I, I the can first tell you three did yeah. not say that. They don't they, say they don't say episodes until they do the first re the first re um, when they before he they, there's two different versions of things that he cleaned up. There's one version that comes out where he just cleaned up the special effects and he added some graphics and he did some things. Um, and then there's another version where we added all the other crazy special effects. Right. The fir- when he did that first re-release in like 98, getting ready for, it might even have been earlier than that, but there's a re-release where they cleaned up the stuff, and that's when the numbers came in. At that po- Once they announced that they were making the prequels, when that version that came out, it might only have been a direct-to-VHS thing, um, that's the first time you see the numbers come in. Well, so I think, it, when I five came out, it didn't say episode five. It just I, said. I, well, Empire I don't think Strikes the plan. Back. I don't think the plan was to be episode five at the time, and then they said, "All right, we're going to do Star Wars again," and right. now we're starting all the way back at the beginning. And there's going to be right. three movies, so let's make it four or five. Right. But um, so yeah, Empire Strikes Back trailer comes out. There's another Star Wars movie. The whole world is freaking out about it. Oh yeah. What what you know what what were your expectations? Did you think it was going to be good? Did you expect it to be better? Were you like, oh, they're doing a sequel, it's going to be bad? No, I thought I was excited. I how know, old up were until you? Then, how old were you when that movie? This came is nineteen eighty. The movie comes out. Nineteen eighty, so. so I'd be eleven. Okay. So um, no, because up until then, I don't think I've there were too many. I don't know sequels. Yeah, there wasn't a lot in between there. There's a lot of rip-offs. Right. <laughs> you know. But well, Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica, Space 1999. There's some other shows that are they're out during that time right. frame. But I don't know. There's a couple other movies. I'd have to go back and look at the timeline. Mm-hmm. There's some other like rip-offs that come out during that time frame. But I was not like, oh geez, it's gonna suck or anything. I was yeah. totally on board for it. I was like, all right, we got to see this. This is yeah, yeah. And but Jack, I'm you know. And it's a totally different movie to me. Like, oh, yeah. A New Hope, you know, you have the conflict, they win, everybody cheers. That's the thing. You know, one of the first times I've yep. been, you know, at a movie where people are cheering, you know. And um, from the get-go with uh, Empire Strikes Back, it's, you know, one loss after another. You're, you're by, you know, <clears throat> Luke almost gets killed by a Wampa. Then they almost freeze to death. Then, you know, they get kicked 
you know, their butts get kicked by the Empire. Then, you know, they're, it's just one loss after another. And you're getting exhausted watching. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is not the happy ending that I'm thinking of. Well, that was – and that was very rare at the at the time to do a movie where the bad guys win. You oh, know, yeah. It was uh, – aside from, like, Halloween, which was, like, Michael yeah, Myers is right, a serial yeah. killer and he kills everybody. But you're talking – all these characters that you love now from the first movie and they're just getting beat to death by the, and, and how do you sort of, I can only imagine sitting there and going there, we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. How everybody's losing. What, what is this? (laughs) The only thing that I can relate it to just real quick is, um, Avengers affinity war, how everybody felt, when, yeah, yeah, you're after that and and everybody, like, I remember leaving that and we're all just like, Oh, like I'm emotionally spent. And then you get to Endgame, and we're all like, "All right, well, let's see <laughs> yeah, what the hell we're gonna do right, now." Right. Like, but that's how we I left felt. it off right in the middle of nowhere. What are we gonna do? Yeah, like that's how I felt at the end of Empire because yeah. like you're getting beat, and then you have that huge revelation, and you're like, "No!" Like people cried out in the movie theater too, as Luke is saying, "No," people are saying it too. Like, yeah. So I want to talk about. That but, yeah, like let me let me kind of right, touch yeah. on his a little bit too. Exactly, it's the same thing. First of all, I do remember the trailer because again, now in 1980, I'm like 13. Mm-hmm. My mother tells me I'm too old to buy Star Wars toys, which is very <laughs> frustrating. But I was buying them anyway, um, you know. So I like I still mad at my mom that she wouldn't let me buy the uh, Darth the Death Star playset. Every year I did, I asked for it at Christmas, and I was told I was too old. But um, it was too expensive. But uh, so Empire comes out, and I I'm a Han Solo guy. Like I love Han Solo, so I love Empire because there's so much Han Solo, and 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 he's such a he's just like it's I love the the character development into that film. Every character develops immensely, mm-hmm. um, even Chewbacca. Like every character has huge character development in their arcs, uh, which is why I think it's such a good movie. It's incredibly well directed. It's I think it's the best sci-fi movie of all time. Uh, I don't care. You can tell me other things, yes. but I think sci-fi you, is the you, best uh, movie. You, of that all is time. the correct answer. You know, um, because <laughs> because Jordan, of the production but... quality, and we really get to see in that movie the ideas of the first movie, um, like what the universe is like outside of if you work for the military. Because Star Trek was mostly like you saw the military aspect of the world, worlds. Um, but then obviously, a, a space battle on in snow is just genius. Yeah. Um, that not everything works quite right. New creatures. The Empire is definitely like Vader's immediately more scary than he is in the first movie. Um, you know, the introduction of, you know, the character, you know, Luke's development, you know, pulling the the, the, the Kodak uh, light, you know, handle out of the snow, which turned out to be a light. So everybody knows that it says Kodak right on the bottom of it. Actually, it also lights. says if you look, it says made in Rochester. <laughs> it's made in Rochester, it does. New York. It does first, say that. Yeah, that's where his lightsaber was made, uh, which is obviously because that's down the road from us. Um, but then, but then um, you mentioned the realization um, I tell them, I make the joke to my students for all these years that I was a teacher that I'm so old. I knew I didn't. I remember when I didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's dad. Like that's how Wait, old. Like, so related? yeah, I mean, so when you're there and you're like, what? This w- is what? And no, yeah. let me finish because here's the second thing. Then half an hour later, you know, the character that we all want to be, we all want to own the Millennium Falcon, right? Everybody wants to own the Millennium Falcon, drive around and have, like, you know, like, where's the bedrooms in the Millennium Falcon? Those are questions, I, serious questions I have. Where does, where does he sleep? And, you know, and then you, then the movie just kind of ends. Yeah. And it's like, 
And I waited three years for this one. So now you're doing, I got to wait three effing years to find out if it's true. Cause there's no internet. There's no social, like that to me is what I remember. You know, you mentioned, you know, infinity war, but we knew Endgame was coming out next year. We knew it was like 10 months or whatever the heck right, it was going right. to be where we were like three years and there's nothing to tie us over. There's no other movies coming out in between. So that to me is why it's such a thing. Well, that's you George know. Lucas. When he grew up, he watched those um, series in the movies. Right, really, really good point. And yeah. they all had those cliffhangers. They always ended. The hero of the story is like, you think, oh, my gosh, is he dead? You don't know. And you would have to wait, you know, whatever time. And he grew up watching those. Yeah, the movie serials in the yeah, 40s. Yep, yep. and and – Another Buck Rogers and yep. Flash Gordon, yep. and every week you'd ever know, like even the Batman cartoons uh, uh, shorts that were back then. You're right; they, yep. you had to come back next week and spend the day in the theater. Of an <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I can only imagine what it would be like to sit there. Luke Skywalker's just cut; it's got his hand just got cut off. It's this huge, emotionally driven battle over Obi Wan and. You know, his friends are in trouble. He knows all of this. He's like, I'm finally going to get him. He gets his hand cut off. He's like, you know, <clears throat> I want you to t- t- tell me what happened. And then he's like, psych, I'm your dad. Surprise. Yeah. His hands, it's like the most well-preserved secret. Yeah. In, they didn't even tell anybody else that they were going to do that. There was only about I mean, four people that knew. And I, most of us have probably seen that video on YouTube. Or, oh, yeah, know, where with, he's – they where said Mark Hamill is talking Mark about Mark Hamill, it. Yeah. the director, yeah. and Lucas. And I believe there was one other somebody else, somebody else that knew. Um, and, <laughs> and they, they, they that, changed the line on set yeah. when they shot yeah. it on set. I think no, it was Obi, uh, Obi-Wan killed, killed your father. Your father. Right. And and that's what all the people knew, on the set heard. I think right. the only you people that knew were George, Mark, James – and then, yeah. and, and Mrs. Lucas, because you don't, you can't keep your wife. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. You know, my my wife knows everything before Jordan, I know it. So. Jordan has something you know, to say so, here. What do you think? So. so, I remember the first time I watched that with my dad, and it was just one of those. Yeah, it blows you back, and you're like, whoa. And that's and that's just me as a kid watching Star Wars for the first time. But, um, I remember when they came out on the VHS that second release, or the you know where it was a gold gold black Darth Vader box, um. That was my first experience with Star Wars. I'm a little bit older than you guys. <laughs> good, good bridge there. I remember when Phantom Menace came out. I was about that five, six-year-old. Let's see. came out in 99. I was born in 92. I was seven years old when it came out. So that was my... <laughs> I, 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 was, I was months. Yeah. yeah. So, but you, I think you guys are missing something that... Yes, that was a great reveal. But what I liked about Empire is that it shows the training of the Jedi. Yeah. You have Yoda... And now you have seagulls, <laughs> um, because that scenes. Um, but you get to see that it's not just moving rocks; it's more than just it's being centered. And you get to see Luke's. I'm going from being a farm boy to actually being a Jedi Padawan into a Jedi Knight, and having to face himself on Dagobah. Yeah, that scene in the cave is just yeah. like that. That scene. That scene when I was that age, I remember the scene in the cave, and I'm like. What, what the frick is Darth Vader doing in the cave? And then you're like, oh, it's in his head. Yeah, I like, but I hadn't seen that in film scene. before. If you're 12, 13 years old, you've never seen that like weird thing that it's a psychological step area. That, that cave is strong in the forest and that whole thing. Right. And, and, you know, you're just like the whole introduction of Yoda and that. I mean, that's why I said the development of the characters and what you said, it's a whole different movie because of what, you know, what Luke has to go through. And, and Christian, I've loved this concept that we think that, 
I, where did you said this? We found this somewhere in lore that we think time passes differently on Dagobah. So in Luke's mind, Luke's actually there much longer than the movie tells. There's some lore with that, that Dagobah. That's, a, that's long been a thought you know, that like potentially because like it's a, what is it, a nexus of the force? Yeah, it's a dark side nexus called, point. It's a dark side nexus right. point. That's, maybe there's something about that that maybe makes like. That's why he's able to develop so much skill in that what seems to be really a short period of time. No, no making comments about Ray, so I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. But, I, I think know. it's canonically, um, at least as far as I know, he was there for about a month. Right. I don't know if he perceived it differently. But I'm pretty sure that they confirmed he was there about a month. Is that but a space he, month? Is that a you know what, rotations around which star? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> right. Um, a space month. That's you know as we so always saw in Doctor month. Who, space month. That's like that's like um, if you've ever seen the show uh, Invincible, it's like yeah, oh, right, right. oh yeah, right. Omnivan right. goes yeah. to uh, the planet to fight all those Martians, and he's only there for like. A whopping ten minutes, but for him it's been twelve months, and he comes back and he looks like he's covered he's in blood, crazy, yeah, like right. covered in blood, huge yeah. bearded. And I'm sad. the first time I watched the show, I'm like, excuse me. Before you move off of Empire, I got to say one thing though: the last shots of Empire, that last scene is incredible filmmaking. Um, that wide shot out that huge window on the medical frigate yeah. and he's just standing there and the droids are off to the side and and you know like we'll find him and that music's just friggin amazing and it's got that optimistic tone yeah it we're getting back to okay all right we're gonna and then you see you see the fleet you see the real size that the you know the rebellion fleet's not bad it's you know there's a lot of more ships than there were in the first movie and you're starting to see and then you got I still don't know why Lando's wearing hands closed, but that's all, you know, like, what, like what, what is, what's that? You know, and then, but him and Chewie going, oh, okay, we're going to be okay. We got a new guy to help out. But there's still that writing questions like, you know, who's the other? Who's, and that's right. what me and my friends, you probably did this with your friends. How long did you, how many conversations did you have with your friends about there is another? Like, because they don't say another Skywalker. They just say there is another. That yeah. boy's our last hope. No, there is another. And you're like, who's the other? And, you know, obviously the cowboy in me wants Han Solo to turn out that he's got the force or something. Right, or, right. or is it a new character? Or is it, you know, is it R2-D2? Who's, who's, the, who's the other? Like, because obviously we're going to get that guy or girl. We don't realize, obviously we don't know it's Leia. You know, now, but that was you, a cool thing that we had to discuss just amongst our friends. Did you question the, you know, is Vader lying to Luke? No. You, you accepted it? I accepted it. Because it was too good otherwise. Yeah. I remember that's a good question. My friend's like, oh, he just bolt, you know. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, no. He, he, that's, so, he, yeah, he I was, because that's how he's trying to get to him. Like, he's, that so. you were, you, you know, you're, the truth is that you've been lied to. Like, that was kind of what I was old enough to feel about. I remember that. Like, I argue with my friends about that. Here's the fun, one other funny thing. We had this weird debate, like, why Obi-Wan is dressed like Uncle Owen. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not this again. This is, but it's a fun... You were asking about stuff that we talked about. Like, wait, is o, was Owen a Jedi? Because they're wearing the same stupid clothes. Because then when when, cause when Force Awakens... When uh, when Phantom Menace shows up and they're wearing, like, the, the brown robes and crap. And I'm like, that's why does Uncle Owen... And I realized it's just a stupid continuity thing from 1977. And they never reconned it. But it was like, why does the Uncle Owen, good, like... Yeah, is Uncle like, Owen a Jedi? Was he a Jedi that's been... In hiding, don't like, worry, guys. Obi Wan we'll, we'll and Owen trade clothes. <laughs> well, no, Obi Wan was a you know trendsetter, and 
Don't worry, we'll paint so the ceiling. So he's in hiding and he's wearing his Jedi clothes for 30 years? Like, that's the worst. Hot, yeah, like, he changed his name to Ben and he hid in the open wearing the same outfit that he wore when he was a Jedi. Obi-Wan, right? Obi-Wan gave him the Jedi robe yes. so that if someone came <laughs> looking for Luke, for, yes, came looking for Obi-Wan, they would have killed, killed Owen. Owen instead. <laughs> right. Good. Oh, we got Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can expose Owen. <laughs> Maybe we can just explore this in the Kenobi series yeah, as to why true. they dressed alike. Maybe they went to the same tailor. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> We're in a lot of stores on Tatooine. Same tailor. We're in a lot. Of... Uh, All right, sorry about that. Oh, again, I'll reiterate. We'll paint the ceiling tomorrow. Um, so then <clears throat> you obviously have this very dramatic cliffhanger that leaves everybody going, what the hell are we going to do now? And then da, 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 three years later, 1983, now we have Return of the Jedi. Revenge. Revenge at the time was Revenge, Revenge of the Jedi. Yes. How how do you uh oh the shirt's coming off? Yeah, it's hot there. <laughs> Hello nice. there. Um, so Revenge of the Jedi comes out, and and you're like, all right, let's do it again. And what what you know? What are your thoughts? Are we finally now? You know, I can only imagine. I, I say that a lot. I can only imagine, <laughs> but I can because I wasn't there. <laughs> is Darth Vader's Luke's father? Han Solo is in peril. Luke lost his hand. Now he's got a robot hand. Leia's like all in shambles because Han's gone. You know they're in love. I love you. I know. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we just have a professional love on the podcast. Whoa, whoa. It's a promposal. I know. <laughs> um, and so you have all of these pieces. How did, you know, what were your expectations going into six? At the, well, at the time three, but, you know, was it? That, I yeah, got, and then I there was better, well, what I considered better trailers. And I remember seeing the trailers, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Luke is, like, wielding Join a lightsaber. Join Luke Skywalker like, on yeah, his third adventure in Star he's, Wars. He's, gonna, he's doing some serious head chopping, and, you know, he's like, like they, they did some clips of the, the you know, the Jabba's skiff and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, geez, like, you know, he's upped his game, you know. So I was really, you know, pumped for that. Um, you? Yeah, I I agree. I, I I just love. I the only part the only part of the movie that falls apart for me is a little bit like there's too much on Endor. Um, oh, the, yeah. the moon, yes. the forest moon of Endor. Excuse me. Uh, Big man eating teddy bears. Well, that was like um, the first well, sign of that was like the first true sign of like the 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 prophet seeker in Lucas was those dammy walks yeah. where he realized that oh if I put some things like in here that <laughs> kids yeah really if like, I put a bunch of that, teddy bears in I don't here, even, I, sell a bunch I mean I joke exactly about the one. Ewoks is kind of like well, there's well, there's, there's some definitely some plot yeah, falls they were in there which made more sense considering yeah. had Chewbacca and but then he was like all right but it was also like because those suits would obviously cost significantly more I, and, I get and all you of, need like right. a bunch, how many seven foot tall but there's so much other good stuff I mean I think about like uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, dude, like, there's many, so many first. I'm oh, sorry, God. Sorry. God. No, no, you're good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're... There's so many. The battle is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. oh, that one shot that was the most expensive shot in oh, film. And you have so many ships. They, all going that one same. shot, like yeah. too many of them. Then you see that one shot, and I love that shot. I had a the poster of that shot. Guy. I had that. Everybody I, did. I yeah. had that poster yeah. of all that. That one shot. That one. That was the most expensive shot. At, like for you know for many years because because of the amount of level of 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 you know green screening they had to do for so many different ships and everything. And then, but I mean like the. I tell I think the most amazing thing about three is now think again. This is again our nineteen seventy seven. 
we meet Darth Vader. Darth Vader is a jerk. He, you know, he's involved. He, he chokes people. He kills. He kills Obi Wan. Then he cuts off the hand. He's 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 just, you know all the terrible things he's doing. And then in that third movie, now you've hated him for like three. You really hated him really for three years, like hard, hardcore hating him. And now you're sitting there in that movie, and there's that scene when Luke turns himself in, and then you start to feel a little bit for Darth Vader. It's too late for me, son. And, and then he, and then they take Luke that. away, and then there's this quiet moment of Darth Vader just standing there looking sad and like, wait, what? I I, I kind of feel a little bad for the dude. And yeah. then you get to the scene, and then you're literally screaming, "Help him!" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like you got, come on! And then you're literally cheering for the worst bad guy of your childhood. Oh, yeah. yep. And that to me. That any problems with Ewoks or any of that crap, throw it out the window because that is amazing friggin' storytelling in any genre. One of the top ten moments in any movie ever. I mean, because of the progression of the character to, to make you t- take the villain that you've grown up watching and turn him into the hero in what, like a twenty minutes? I mean, that to me is just amazing that, filmmaking. That's just one of like that's. Uh, that is one of the things about the Darth Vader character that is so, yeah, is that, and, and Star Wars, all of Star Wars, I say, has, has an affinity for doing this. We're taking characters that you don't expect and humanizing them in a way or, or making like having them have one snap decision where you're like, Oh my God, I this is not expected. Like, Darth Vader is bad. He's a bad guy. He's the the guy that, you know, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Like, right. that, you know, it's it's all... He's the epitome of evil. He's, like, the only guy in a black suit and an army full of dudes in white suits. Right. Like, obviously, he's the one that's, like, super bad and, and all this stuff. And then you're like, oh, my God. Oh, poor dude. I, I feel so bad. And then, <laughs> you know, and that's that is just such good... I cannot express to you, like, from a filmmaking standpoint, from a guy who works on movies all the time. I've worked on so many movies where you don't have a moment like that or a character like that that really pulls you in to the point where you're like, I I, I love him. And by the end of the movie, you're like, Darth Vader's one of my favorite characters now because yeah. I love him, you know? And uh, it, it's just it's just so good. It's just it's, – it's too well done. The – you know, and if you and grew up watching the prequels, like, and like, let's assume you know, like a different generation that he's just a little, he's just a broken little boy. Yeah, like you, know? you, you kind of, you kind of always, you like, you know who Anakin was. We didn't know who Anakin was. We never met Anakin, right? Like no. when we were watching it, so we didn't have any perspective what Anakin was like when he was hanging out with Obi Wan and training, you yeah. know, Ahsoka, and just like you know, hey Rex, and all that good <laughs> stuff that we love about Star Wars. It wasn't now. like a but we didn't know that. You know, we didn't know right. any of that. We just know that there's this jerk that cut off, you know, our guy's right. hand, and he's more machine than man. Now. Right. When when they when Luke Am takes I off his, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that I think the, the the removing of his helmet totally, you know humanizes them you know yeah. you see the, finally the human tell your sister you, yeah you were right yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it's a great line like yeah. Yeah. even though he doesn't look anything like hayden christensen and he's got an english accent but other than that it's fine so you know <laughs> you mentioned the prequels and now like i said i was seven when the prequels came out i didn't know anakin was darth vader 
Like, I didn't know that story. Like, it didn't make sense to me as a kid that age. So the prequels were my introduction to Anakin. And then as they came out progressively, learning that he is Darth Vader, you know how many years it took me to put two and two together? Uh, And then, like, the clones becoming the stormtroopers? They technically don't, but that's okay. (laughs) At the time, before the Disney purchase, they were. And I, I, I want to make Look a at the helmet comparison. I have one. It's I have the Republic becomes I have the Same what, thing. One, <laughs> one thing I'm gonna say that bothers me, and it's always, it's always bothered me since the "I am your father" reveal when you know the first time I ever saw it. Luke's last name is Skywalker. Yeah, it's the worst <laughs> hiding ever. Anakin's yeah. last name is Skywalker. Did they not he like once sand. ever think? I'm not going back. Yeah. But did they not once ever be, you know, he's like, I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. And they're like, like it's like Leo DiCaprio in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's like, whoop, eh, 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 Yeah. Did nobody yeah, but, think but she, that Skywalker But why would Leia know? Like, I don't think Leia's a name. Nobody knows that Darth no, Vader's no, 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 Anakin no, no, Skywalker. Like, about the bad guys. Like a common name. Yeah, right, like, right. Like Smith. Because they believe, and this is Anakin died during Order 66, during the Purge, that he died fighting against the Jedi. But I, yeah, Leia doesn't I'm, know I'm, who Anakin. I'm Anik not talking did. about them. I'm talking right. about the bad guys. Like, did it's like, the, it's like the last name Jones? Like, had no okay. idea. There's only two people, and the Empire, the Emperor knew. He knew that he had children, and he knew that because he wanted to take him and become yeah. his I, more powerful. I prince. don't think that the Emperor did know. The, they yeah, went that's, into hiding, that was my thing. And they, they stuffed the Padme when she's like when they're the yeah when she the died. Animal. They stuffed her body. She's stuffed, so it looks like she's still pregnant. So no one ever knew that she had the babies. The only two people that supposedly knew at the oh, time God. were Oh I never Obi-Wan. caught that. Yeah. 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 I yeah. I'm I was I was 55 years old when I realized, you know, I'm, I'm a terrible meme now. I never realized that. Yeah. Oh crap, that's really that's so yeah. smart. And so they I never because caught they that. had to hide the fact that she had the kids. And so I'm sitting here thinking, "Owen, come on, bro." <laughs> like Change his name or something. Luke Lars. But, let's yeah, do it. Luke Come Lars on. or Luke yeah. Starkiller or something. Well, I, I don't think there's like a, uh, like, it's not like the Google. Like, Google, did Anakin's children like live? That. Like, there's no way that they're yeah. looking it well, up. Maybe and, Skywalker's and, like Smith. And he's in the not, middle yeah, of yeah, nowhere. Skywalker's such a common name. And he's also in the middle of nowhere. Like, he's not exactly like, he's not on Coruscant. And he's not yeah, like he's not like a remote. He's like, not playing yeah, basketball in Curacao. No he's getting that, like, a scholarship or something. Yeah. You know, like nobody knows his he, mother yeah. died there yeah. realistically. So I don't, there's no real reason for Vader to ever go back there. Um, yeah, although Vader does go back like in canon a few times to Tatooine, but yeah. I don't know. But, so, but the last name being Skywalker though, isn't there like a new thing? Or not even new, but like didn't they add with like the Thrawn stuff? At least in Legends, that like Skywalker were the weird like uh, like force beings that like the that the Chiss would use almost. They would call they, them would, they, they Yeah, were like, they were like, because they didn't have like navigation, like they didn't technology essentially. So what they would do was they would basically enslave, uh, they would enslave like force beings essentially and they would be on the, I think like the bridge or whatever. Like almost like Dune in a weird way with the spice. It, it like, was whatever. Chiss, female Chiss who were force sensitive oh, okay. up until about the age of 12. Mm-hmm. I'm guesstimating on the age. I don't remember exactly. Uh, before they lose their force sensitivity, they would call them Skywalkers when it would translate from their language. Oh my God, Jordan, yeah. somebody cut off your arm. <laughs> no! <laughs> he just noticed. <laughs> um, I made the joke that Richard Kimball's looking for him, but he didn't know. He's never <laughs> seen that movie, so he didn't. He, see, thank you. I'm glad yeah, you've seen the movie. Yeah, thank I, you for I, that. Because I thought that was pretty good, right? That's, it was on TV yesterday. I think, I think that there's also kind of like um, a way that George explains it, if you think about it, is that like 
in Phantom Menace. We're getting way off topic here, but yeah. it's okay. Um, well, we're making the in, progression. We're, in, you Phantom know, Menace, in Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon says to Shmi that they would have found Anakin if he weren't in on Tatooine, which is such an out-of-the-way system. So, like, Tatooine's not really monitored. So, like, they kind of threw Well, Luke it's hut there. space. Yeah. yeah. So, they, the Jedi stay away from hut space. And even the Empire didn't, like, fully, like... Control Tatooine. Yeah, the Empire that was a weird thing. The they Empire were there, but they weren't. They, they weren't there. If I remember correctly, yeah. they feared the huts. Yeah, the, yeah, but to say like the Empire just kind of let the huts do what they wanted in a, at least a few pockets of the. Well, of because space. it's it, it's like the idea behind a dictatorship. You know, you cut yeah. that head off the snake, you're going to create a power yeah. vacuum, and we're seeing that exactly. Fat. And they would also employ like, but they're bounty hunters yeah. and stuff, obviously. But, so, but still, say what you have to say first before I take that one. Yeah, go ahead. No, just go ahead. So the, the, the question still stands, though, that, like, what you were saying about the Skywalkers, mm-hmm. the, the, the word Skywalker is so uh, impactful in the entire universe. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just be like, uh, I think that that word's a little too on the nose. Because, like, as yeah, you're I mean, saying, like, be, Skywalker no, means yeah. Force-sensitive. I think it's just been like, uh, yeah, where... no, just fucking not do that. I, I think it's one of those weird... Yada, 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 like, yeah, I, I, they didn't think about it. I think, I think it was also, The like, very <laughs> tiny inconsistencies that the prequel has with, like, the originals for a couple little things. Like, when, like, R2 and, like, Obi-Wan don't recognize each other and stuff. Like, it's just one of those things you can't make everything work, like, 30 years later. Because, again, going back to your original point, Nobody thought this was going to be anything. Right, Nobody thought right. we'd be doing a, that. There'd be these people sitting around an, an old door that serves as a table, having a discussion about this thing in fifty, sixty years. Like no one's doing that. When they you know. remastered the movies, they should have had him dub over the word Starkiller. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. so. You know. I'm Luke Starkiller, and I'm here to rescue you. That is such a great line, though. It's so it's so optimistic, right? I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. It's just such a great like. It's so silly that it's great. Like it's perfect. So a couple You're things who? to circle back to the the, the original. Uh, the Empire found, Emperor found out that it was Luke after they blew up the Death Star. As soon as he found out it was Luke Skywalker who blew up the Death yeah. Star, he instantly knew that it was Anakin's Didn't son. Boba tell Anakin. Yeah, Boba told Anakin. No, I think the emperor might. Have, I think the emperor probably knew. Well, the like, emperor the found emperor out. I, don't, I only googled the emperor. They have, that, they have that scene with the very, very, very horrible. Yeah. The I original witch. Given the woman way that who... the emperor treated Vader most occasions, I doubt that he would have told him immediately that his son yeah. was alive. Like that's very unlike that. That's not within the oh, emperor's character. He would have saved that as a card to use that. later, which yeah. he, I think that's he does. Well, it's, it is kind time. of funny. Like, how did I mean? How did he know? Like, how does the world? How does the universe know? That the Death Star was destroyed. Okay, so that's obvious. But like, is there, you know, is there a Twitter and there's like space well, Twitter well, there's the and, and, and the em- yeah. and the Empire, the, the Rebellion has a Twitter oh, and they're like, by the way, we blew up the Death Rider. Well. Way to go, Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. our new our new number one well, pilot. Before like, the, was, I'm sorry, but, uh, just oh yeah, yeah. A, uh, just brings back to the Luke thing actually as well. Like to be, to, and this is also like a thing they did in obviously like retrospective they couldn't have known, but like. Uh, even a part of, like, the whole of Anakin, because, again, they use Anakin, they say Anakin Skywalker dies during the prequels as being, like, the only Jedi not to, like, b- betray, essentially, and he dies. So then they use his death as a 
almost another like hit for the public to against right. the Jedi. Right. Because uh, if you they I think if I remember correctly, Palpatine did behind the scenes stuff to manipulate the media to right. make exactly Sk- Anakin Skywalker was the hero of the rebellion for, during the Clone Wars. Is that Wars in canon? So he's somewhere? like the yes, Anakin's like where the is that? And I don't know what that's. I don't. Uh, I don't know if it's in a comic or not, it's but like, but it's all over the place. It's all over the place. So they kind of worked out. So they the yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But either way, it's known that like Anakin was like basically the propaganda darling of the Empire by that point, and even in Clone Wars, as the show goes on, they like subtly and subtly like put him next to Palpatine more and more often. Okay. So, so people like, knew which, who Anakin Skywalker was. I think yeah. they knew oh, yeah, who he was, but they also they didn't know that he was like bad. No. Yeah. Because obviously Obi Wan didn't know. But you were referring to what is it the the um, holodex which is like the hollow net which is oh hollow net yeah. yeah so basically it's like a media reporting in the novels it talks about them reporting Obi Wan and Anakin's you know exploits yeah. constantly like yeah. it was like right. you know and the holodex kind of just radio weirdly like in Star Wars like it's not really there's not really a messaging system like we have a, some of it but it's not really an, a widely accessible like system of like communicating like. Like yeah, across, are you kidding? Holograms have like some of the worst Wi-Fi connection in all sci-fi things ever. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, right. a terrible glitch. But yeah, we um, have better Wi-Fi now than they right, had. Seriously, in the far, far and far then again, it was a long, long time. Right? Yeah, it was long. Because time like ago. even the droids, like their droids don't have like a, a hive mind at all. Like each droid is individually programmed, like by itself. They they don't share information at all, like on a system. Like they they until they plug in. They had no. They have those power that they would send wirelessly, but it's not a like an information system. It's just the power. Um, so, so the, I have <clears throat> two more questions for you guys. And, um, so, you know, obviously these, these three movies came out, they became some of the, they, they became the three, you know, it's, it's the trilogy of this, you know, the, the universe. It's like the most popular movie series ever at the time. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now you guys are getting older, you have kids. What, was it a goal for you to get your kids in, into this or was it, and eh, we'll see if they like it or, or like. You know, because I know for me, like when I when I get to the point where I have kids, I'm like, they're gonna watch Star Wars, they're gonna love it. Or they're getting disowned. Or they're getting disowned. Was that a thing for you guys? Was like, I gotta get my son to watch Star Wars. Like, they have to watch it. You know what I mean? Or what? what, I was pretty sure that Jack would have liked it. Do you remember seeing? I do. I remember watching Star Wars for the first time. Star Wars. So how old were you when I showed you? And we did the we did it in chronological like a release release order. order, Yes, because I didn't want him to watch the prequels first. That's how you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I was like five or six at the time. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and it was it was just like any other day, but my dad was like, "We're gonna watch a movie, and, you, and we're just gonna sit down, and, you're gonna, and I'm not gonna say anything, and you're just gonna watch the movie." I just want to let you know, <laughs> this movie changed my life. <laughs> and I sat down and I watched it, and it blew me away. Like, obviously, being a five or six year old, like I wasn't like too right. engrossed in like the lore or like the like mm. <clears throat> um. Like, I didn't understand the complexities of, like, the story. I was like, oh, my gosh, lasers and uh, spaceships and dogfights. And I'm like, this light is up, amazing. Light yeah. yeah, light up <laughs> space swords. Uh, but, yeah, I was immediately hooked. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I think I was oh, like, you didn't show me the first time I saw it. My mom did. <laughs> it was my fault. Yeah. Yeah. I was. <laughs> it was my fault. It was because I showed him. And then I was like, have you ever seen this? This yeah, so I, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I, I came I home. It, I was working late one time at the old school, and I came home, and there was a coffee table in the dining room, in the living room, and on the, I saw the sleeve of Episode Four just sitting there, the empty sleeve, 
And I'm like, it's like 10 o'clock. They're already, him and his brother are already in bed. And I'm like, what have you done? And I said, what have you done? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm sure they switched my camera. I'm like, what did you do? She's like, I, I don't know. Jack, I guess the show has watched Star Wars. So I figured, you know, the boys might like it. I'm like, you have no idea. You've, you've taken your first you step have into a no, world. Yeah, you have taken your first step in a larger world. You have no idea what you've done. They're like, I don't even <laughs> think they were that interested. I'm like, tomorrow, anything that resembles a stick will be, be a lightsaber. Yeah. And within like three days, yeah. Legos were turned into blasters. blasters. Yep. And it was funny because it was, I, I don't, I'm not, I think Attack of the Clones had probably come out by then. But we were in between. Two, so yeah. We were in between episode two and episode three. I didn't watch a single prequel before. I so watched. there's not the entire original series. So there's so. nothing in the stores, and now I'm like, so I find my shoebox of Star Wars toys from 1977, 78, 79 before my mom stopped right. from throwing that out again. Shout out, mom, not let me buy Star Wars toys. And then, uh, so then I'm running around to like Rite Aid and Target and, and whatever store that I could find and see. And they were the worst toys left because there was nothing new coming out. So I'm trying to buy stuff. And so they would have stuff to play with. And then we, I don't know, we started making lightsabers out of cardboard yeah. tubes. and, and Just like I did when idea. I was a kid, you know. So, like, so um, kind of bittersweet to talk about this part. Sorry. So my dad was a big Star Wars collector. Uh, my dad had the 12-inch action figure, so you're sitting there talking about going to the stores and stuff. My dad, we were making Taco Bell runs. The one Phantom Menace came out to get all the cup toppers. We were going uh, to McDonald's to get all the toys. The fine china. Yes, the fine china, <laughs> indeed. And But I just remember my first like real experience with Star Wars is my dad got, it was 19, I want to say it was 96 through 98, in that region, when they started releasing the 12-inch action figures of the G.I. Joe style mm -hmm. action figures with Vader on the box and back when action figures were good. Um, my dad bought all the original characters and we had a bookshelf in our upstairs and it was all on display and we were, don't touch the bookshelf. <laughs> no one's allowed to touch dad's toys. Um, and you're, you, you talk about it and then Phantom Menace comes out. And I remember specifically, I had Jar Jar, Jar, Jar Binks fruit snacks. <laughs> and and <laughs> Jar Jar to me was, you guys all thought he was dumb. I thought he was the best. No, well, I loved see, well I loved Jar Jar. that was Lucas's idea mm -hmm. because he started off, if you look at the progression of the, the, the prequels, he wants to hook those little kids. Mm -hmm. And with Jar Jar, they thought he was, hyster like you said, he was hysterical. He was funny. They loved him. Which and then as the movies go on, they get darker and more, you know, for more mature audiences. So you hook them when they're like six or seven, and by the time you get to by the time they're twelve or thirteen, it's like yeah, you're ready for that so really dark. A bit more ready for it, yeah. Yeah. So, but like going back to the originals, like I can only imagine how my dad felt watching them. So my dad was about your guys' age. My dad was born in '65. Um, so he was about 12 years old, I think. Math's not my strong suit. Yeah, Sorry. Um, <laughs> gotta, gotta cite the math teacher on that one. Um, when, episode, when A New Hope came out. So I can imagine how I felt being how he felt. And he's like, wow, this is, this is something else. So, and now him not being here, I've, I've taken that and I've pushed that onto my daughter. Yes, I pushed it onto her. <laughs> um, that's what I said, I said. Gonna watch Star Wars, you're gonna like it. Well, she kind of found it on her own. 
But at the same time, I definitely, once she piqued the interest, I was watching a movie on TBS when it was on. And one day I watched it, and she was like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, <laughs> you're going to like this. Come my Padawan. Yeah. Well, I know what we, we I know what we did. Like, I know that obviously, so we watched, you guys watched the, the, the trilogy. And then, um, you know, and then obviously, you know, we're, we knew that, we knew that Revenge of the Sith's coming out. And they're going to want to see it in the theaters. And we knew what it was, how it was going to end, obviously. Right. So, but we, we weren't going to deny them that opportunity because they would, you know, they were getting old enough that they could they could handle it. So we did have them watch then Phantom Menace and then Attack yeah. of the Clones. Right. And like, it's funny because Zach, my other son's favorite character is Anakin Skywalker. It's such a good, he a, loves Anakin Skywalker. I think I that's mean, a fair assessment. He's a, he's an all right character. No, but I, I mean, guess. growing up, like he liked, he liked, you know, because he was a little kid, and here's this little kid, and he's pod racing. So for him, he's identifying with it from that level. Well, and I think it back to the thing you know, that Paul said, uh, we're like, we're like Jar Jar is like for the kids. Like when if you were a kid, when you like obviously when you're older, uh, <laughs> Jar Jar maybe doesn't like hit as much. But for kids like who first watch Jar Jar, like it's for you. You're gonna like yeah. gravitate to that, and you're oh, yeah. almost as a kid like supposed to step into Anakin's shoes a bit, and like he's almost your vessel. Uh, and then you, you're, he's a slave, and then he's a uh, uh, guy with a laser sword, like a knight comes up to him, along with like a, an alien that even he's never seen on this crazy world that he's, in, and a beautiful like girl that he falls in love with and shit. An and it's exactly an angel, like an he angel. says, and that's like always like on the, on paper why the prequels like have always worked because there's so much like the whimsicalness of that, uh, but being like swept away into like a story yeah, uh, by like these three like and, a, and R two like he's like a friend that well he will go on to be like <laughs> they're like literally fighting a war the greatest with, character in like, the universe by the way so yeah exactly R two he was the greatest oh, character no, in the universe be yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but so, I remember, oh I'm sorry go ahead yeah now um we actually went to see because it, it was the first. Yeah, we went that, together. Yeah, yeah, we and all went together. Before we brought them, because we're like, well, let's. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You and I went out. Yeah. We went out the night, like the midnight version. <laughs> to see it, to see, you know, because Make you sure, guys yeah. were only. Do you remember oh, the police at that? Do you remember which, the police at that night? Which, which, we're talking about. This is a funny race. story. This has got nothing to do with podcasting, but remember oh, the funny story like, about the police. Like six. Didn't they make it an announcement? They made it. Go ahead. You can tell the story because you tell good stories. Well, no, I don't remember it. So but, we went yeah, to we went to see the movie on midnight because we wanted to make sure there was nothing too horrific for our young sons episode, to see. Episode yeah, three. Okay. So we go to the midnight release like on a Wednesday night because it's coming out. And you know the way they do that crap. So we're there and we're sitting there and then like a, this off-duty police officer comes in and he's like, um, "So if anybody has like a laser sword or anything, you're gonna have to take it back to your car." Because there was people dressed up and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And then you saw these like guys like sheepishly, sheepishly nerdly yeah, totally. get up and, and, and walk out with their lightsabers <laughs> to go back to their car with their lightsabers. Because I think that the ownership, the management was where they were going to start getting up and start lightsaber, like yeah. start fighting. Nobody was going to do that. We're going to watch the movie. Like we're right. not going to, nobody was going to start. It's not like the Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah, yeah, it was up and right, you're yeah, right. fight, you know. Like, my yeah. dad told me that story. That, that cop was my dad. Was that that's hilarious? Oh my god! Because that's like one of my favorite Star Wars moments. It really my is. Go, my dad, because they had three cops working that night. That's hilarious! Oh my god! My dad picked the midnight because it was the release, and he was a big fan. He goes, "I'm gonna watch the movie though," but he goes, "I gotta make," and he had to go make this announcement. That's that hilarious! Dad, that, like, <laughs> that is so great. That is amazing. That's so funny. Oh, that is funny. Wow. And then and then the only thing though, when our wives yelled at us, right, because they were nervous about our wives seeing it. 
And so we were supposed to distract them when uh, Dooku gets his head cut off. That was the only thing, the, the body catching that. fire <laughs> like, and all that stuff. So, well, but it was, oh, and, and, and mom wasn't separate. too worried about you. She didn't care because you were a little bit older. She's like, just distract Zach uh, when the six, light, when the head gets by. his head cut off. <laughs> Even like, though you see it bounce around like a basketball, yeah, which is yeah. awesome. Oh, I don't yeah. think heads bounce like that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, <clears throat> and so this, this brings me uh, dads to my last, last question which is obviously episode six comes out you got 15 years of no star wars and then the trailer for episode one drops first off you're getting the words episode one you're like what do you mean one we already saw one it was the original movie and now it's not uh they've now changed the title to a new hope they they say okay we're gonna do episode one and so now you're thinking, okay, there's going to be three Star Wars. What did that, you know, because you, 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 15 years is a long time of no Star Wars. Was it something that was like the the kind of love for the movies sort of faded out and then they did this and it was like, okay, it's back. Or, what? you know, what was, what what, what did you think or feel when, when you got there? My love never faded out. <laughs> I was, oh, I loved them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, super anticipated because you hear... You know, so many um, possible storylines that could... You definitely know it's probably going to be Anakin's, but, you know, um, you know what? how is he going to, you know, make that transformation? Is it, you know... Um, I knew it was going to be, you know, I, from reading novels and stuff, I knew it was going to be on a lava planet. Right. Um, but, um, yeah. yeah, just... Well, we had, we had books. Yeah. We had magazines. We had fans, fan comms. We had um, uh, some video games because we had Nintendo and stuff that yeah, had Star right. Wars games. But more importantly, you got to remember, too, by 96, we knew that Lucas was doing a special edition. And by the time those... V- so they in 97, they re-released the movies in the theaters with the updates. So that was 97. Right. So that was only 13 years. And when that was coming out, like they did one like maybe like in March and then one came out in April and then one. So they got you back in the theaters three times. So now you got to go see the movies again. So they were already reintroducing a whole generation of people that had not seen Star Wars in the movie theaters. So, and then that was when, and I really, I mean, I already already loved it and I'd watched it, but it'd been a while since I'd watched it on TV and it was never really on TV. Like in terms, because back then too, here's the funny thing too, is that, VHS releases were very different in those days. Like good movies did not get released on VHS. So you couldn't go and rent um, Star Wars at Video Factory or whatever was out in for a while. And then they started like doing it later. Like I'm not even sure the year, but it wasn't like three months after Jedi came out that it was unveilable on VHS. It was three, four years before you had, because they would do the re-releases kind of like they do with movies like Avatar. So, but then we, when, when the, when the, when the special editions came out with all the improved special effects, uh, and that's even before even more improvements, um, that's when they announced that they were going to, that he was doing, he was working on the scripts for one, two, and three. And there was already a lot of theory in comics and stuff about what one, two, and three was going to be about anyway. So then, I, I, I just thought of one more final question because it's it's final, kind of, final, question. A final, final question is, and it's kind of important that we talk about this is so you've got 
episodes one, two, and three come out. Now your kids are into Star Wars. They've all seen the movies. Now you go another ten years, and now we're getting more another trilogy. The story's over now. I mean, the story. What what could they possibly do now? Because it's rumors has it it's going to take place after Luke Skywalker and all this sort of stuff. So now, and now you've got all your kids are involved. Your kids are making Star Wars fan films in school and all this sort of stuff. And now the whole family's getting in on. They're doing new Star Wars. CGI's come such a long way and all these superhero movies and stuff. Now it's like there's no way that Star Wars, if they make Star Wars, it can't be amazing. What was your reaction to that? Was it a conversation with your kids? Like, we're, we're going and we're going to see well, Star Wars. It's going to be epic. Remember, it's going to be great. So, I one, day, one of my notes is actually um, my I came home one day from school and my dad <laughs> yep. called me into the room and he was like, hold on, I got to show you something on YouTube real quick. And I was like, okay. And, like, it's, like, this dark screen, and then, like, the sand comes up, and then you see Finn pop into frame, and I'm like, what, what, what is going on here? And then, like, it fades out again, and all of a sudden, it's just, like, the the, the loudest music ever, and the falcon, like, shoots into frame, yep. and me and my dad I were got like, chills oh just my gosh, about what? <laughs> I remember the day after you saw that, you came in, we were in Rich's classroom the next morning, and you were like, Julian, 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 Julian. We got, I got to show you something. And I Nobody was like, did anything that day except rewatch that trailer. We, oh, including the, me. The All I did is rewatch that well, trailer I, about I 90 times that the, day. The four of us sat there. This was like, what, 6.30 in the morning. The yeah. four of us sat around your computer at yeah. your desk. And Jack was like, I got to show you something. I was like, what? What could this possibly be? And he's like, dude, you're never going to believe it. And I had no idea because I didn't – I actually, I didn't get social media, no Instagram, Twitter, none of that until yeah, after I graduated that. high school right. in 2016. So I had nothing. And so I, – because I, I don't – I'm not a social media person, but I didn't have any anything. So I didn't watch YouTube or whatever. And so Jack – I'll never forget this as long as I live. Jack comes running into the room. He's like, dude, 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 dude. You, you, you're never going to believe it. And he was like, uh, uh, Miranda, pull this up on your computer. And we sat there, and the four of us were like, oh, my God. It was – I just remember. And the music from that trailer is so good. And then we all went, all right, let's make a Star Wars movie. Yeah, we'll make a Star Wars <laughs> so, but I do believe in that trailer you see – uh, I think, it, well, or, or maybe shortly after that one, you see Han and Chewie come in. and Yeah, like, Chewie, in the, we're in the, home. In the we're very, home. In the we're very home. first trailer, he says, Chewie, yeah, we're, we're home. home. So I'll then never you, forget the look on your face. When, so I'll then you kind of knew face. that, and then you heard from different, you know, um, online things, that the whole cast is signed back on for, the, for these. So then I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. You know, like you heard all these crazy stories about how, powerful luke became he's pulling starships out of orbit with the force and all that straight star killer yeah so like then you're like oh my gosh are they gonna do all this stuff like in the novels but and then he comes in for two seconds yeah so yeah yeah, i guess that's the last the last question so real quick you mentioned jack's film Mm. and i had watched that trailer so many times over and then my brother ryan comes in and shows me jack's film and I think I watched that thing like hey, seven, that, eight yeah, times. I think, I think <laughs> but everyone in this, well, 
that's three. Julian versus Allie or something? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the first one. Julian versus Allie in the Performing Arts Center is the first yeah. one. So I watched... There's that great shot of Julian, like, where it's like your face and you, like, have this, like, really tight close-up on your face and you're like, you just... There's this hilarious the shot of your face. I, w- I so watched good. your fa- fan film to get me pumped to go watch... Wow. <laughs> Nice. To go watch Star Wars and like I was I there I've watched countless fan films and I w- I'm not gonna lie like I was disappointed with the approach that Disney took with the prequel or with the sequels, um but like like they're saying that so I brought took my daughter to go see took her out of school there, no we're, we're going she, she she has seen every single Star Wars movie with me that has come out in theaters. On opening day, yeah. during school hours. No, <laughs> is she as big a fan as you, or is she just like, oh, this is something I like to do with my dad? Or like, it's a little bit of both. Like, she's a big fan of of uh, Return of the Jedi. She mm. loves Jabba for whatever reason. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, she? She's twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she she's a big fan of Return of the Jedi, and now I get that feeling like maybe I, I can only speak to myself that you guys had with. Showing Jack and Christian and for sure, Zach, uh, you know, showing. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously, we were going to have lots of discussions about the sequel series, but I will say that when we went to see Force Awakens, it was mom, yeah. your brother, and gra- us, and grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. That was so, one of the times. Yeah. So that was. Forget whether it's great or bad or whatever. Yeah. The chance the, the there was an, we didn't do that a lot. But so we have some couple times where all six of us went to the movies together because my mother really liked she knew we loved Star Wars and she didn't really understand what's going on. But she liked the movie a lot. My dad liked the Star Wars movies. He knew all six Star Wars movies. He knew them all quite well. He couldn't even have a conversation. He couldn't be on a podcast about it. He doesn't know enough of the background, but he liked the movies because they're very entertaining. And again, growing up in the 1940s. He knew what they were. They reminded him of going yeah. to see Buck Rogers every Saturday at the Cataract or something. So he appreciated the movies from that story starting to point. So for me, I can forgive a little bit about Force Awakens because I was there with my entire, literally my entire family. You know. I, just, I, would, I would just like to say that, like, looking back on my short films that me and Julian did when we were in high school. Yeah. And, like, learning so much more about film and, like, how to shoot film and do movies correctly like they're so bad we 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 should we should and i want to talk to jordan about this but we should do an episode where you and i literally just talk about those i'm down i would totally do an episode where we just talk about the process and they're not copyrighted so we can show them as part of we can show them and how we wanted to where is I don't, uh, I don't like I have to, a sequel written. I, yeah, I have too. a sequel me written. Too. It's been God. ready. It's been ready. It's planned. It's written. It's but 25 I just, pages. I, like, it's done. Knowing knowing how bad they are now and like knowing that you watch them to hype yourself up for the new Star Wars. Like that, that makes that, me, that makes me really feel so good. good. I have one cap. My character? Yes. Possibly? What? It's rich. It's got to be in it. Oh yeah. Oh, well, gosh. okay. So oh, real, real fast. Uh, 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 this this will be the last thing I say before. Quick. This will be the last yeah, thing I say yeah, before I sign this up. I know we're way over time, but you know it's the dad's episode. So um, this is the last thing I'll say is, in the sequel to the new one, it's it's obviously I'm now seven years in the film business, so I have a whole lot, like a lot of experience with filmmaking and professional work and and hiring people and a crew and all this sort of stuff. My roommate and I, Rick, who I'd like to have on a, as a guest uh, eventually, sat down. 
Jack and I made these three short films. They were three individual films. We said, okay, it'll be a trilogy. And then at one point, we combined them all into one 30-minute film. Here I am in college. I'm like, I want to do it again. I graduate college. COVID hit. I'm sitting in my room and had nothing to do. I watched it again. And I said, I'm going to make a sequel to this, but it's going to be good. Because I'm now working in the film business. We're going to make it good. It's going to make sense. Me and my roommate, Rick, we sat there for two hours and 48 minutes and tried to figure out how can we make this horrible, horrible, horrible 30-minute story that makes no sense and make it, it make, make sense, sense into a sequel. <laughs> so what we did was we came up with – we did as much research as we could. Okay, how can we take this character and bring them back? And does this make sense because this person died and all this sort of stuff? And we wrote this 20 – it's 20 minutes, 20 pages. And it makes sense. It works canonically with the powers of the Force and all this sort of stuff. And there's a scene – where my character, who's still alive, he's like a little bit older now. It's been like 20 years or something like that. Goes and there's like a there's like a huge battle happening on this planet. He goes to the Jedi Council and he's like, "Hey, I want permission to bring an army with me, and we're gonna go save this planet." And there's a whole slew of Jedi Council members that are like, "Yeah, we don't think that's a good idea." That's where we'll put Paul and Rich is in that scene. We're advising against it. Little oh, cameos. I, I get, but, no, I'm like, let's, uh, uh, I, Samuel I, Jackson say no. Yeah. Or have He's a, not going to be trained. Yeah. Yeah. But Captain um, Phasma, I'm still yeah. alive. Reveal. Have a, have a scene. <laughs> but anyway, so um, stop. <laughs> he said, "Stop it." Yeah. He said, so uh, troublemaker. With that, uh, I think that brings us to the end of Not Your Father, Star Wars. So I, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank you, Paul and Rich, for, well, thanks uh, for having being me. our guests on this. Um, if, if you folks at home want to see more of Paul and Rich, let us know. Um, don't forget to share this with your friends. Uh, share it with not just your friends, your moms, your dads, your kids, everybody, because uh, we want to know your opinions on Star Wars. Uh, and um, also, don't forget to subscribe. I feel like this is like a horrible YouTube outro, but <laughs> don't forget to subscribe hey, and hit that like, hit follow that like button. button. Um, no, but... I um, won't do it unless you say it. So, uh, <laughs> in anticipation for the next episode, we'll be talking about uh, uh, the prequels and our opinions on uh, clone, clones and, and, and the prequels and Clone Wars and all sorts of little things like that that has to do with a little bit more modern age Star Wars. Um, so, I have one question for the people at home, is put in the comments below what your reactions were the very first time you ever saw Star Wars. I want to know. Um... But yeah, I'd like to thank you all so much for watching. This has been episode two, Not Your Father, Star Wars of the 716th Attack Legion. And we'll see all you guys next time. Bye-bye.